the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so I rarely address the once great city, our once great city, because to me, they reap what they sow. When you watch these idiots, and they are idiots, 141 people shot just this month, just this month, last year, 307, I mean, I'm sorry, 3,077 people shot. The whole city's a ghetto. There isn't one good neighborhood, not one. Mag Mile looks like you dropped a bomb on it. It's a freaking joke. And you idiots are passing ceasefire in Palestine? I mean, it's a joke. On our breaking news in Garfield Park, we're now hearing one person is dead, two others wounded after they were shot at Kedzie and Walnut. This is... It's this morning. We're following a breaking story this morning. An off-duty Chicago firefighter has been shot and is in the hospital. Joni is live with how this all... That's this morning. Breaking story to tell you about this midday. Three people shot at Kinsey and Walnut. That's according to the Chicago Fire Department. That's last night. Now, what do you, what do you, hey, morons, you idiots who cannot only not balance a budget, you're all prancing around in $6,000 suits. You can't pay your freaking water bill. You're giving out advice, you idiots. Well, good afternoon. Mayor Johnson said if the disruptions did continue here at City Hall, that he would clear the chamber, and he did make good on that promise. Ooh. This, this, is, this would be laughable if it wasn't pathetically sad. This is a group of frauds and losers, bust-outs and failures, acting as if they are good at something or superior or have any character. In fact, the only thing that separates you from the mayor of Dalton, she's got a better suit. As, uh, as we know, right now, uh, the uh, chamber is still in recess as they continue to try and get everybody out. All of this is over a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. This is something. Hey, morons, the once great city, hub of, of financial interest from insurance, trading commodities, everything. Look at it now, you morons. And you're worried about support for Hamas, the goat Casanovas, the terrorists who do nothing but create mayhem. They were all excited when they killed and raped the Jews. What about now? Now you're getting your ass kicked. And the sympathizers from around the world, they're showing what? Character? In the meantime, I'd like to focus on the fact that you're a lot like them. Except without the religion. Because after all, you can't exist without welfare, handouts, and subsidies. You're just like the Palestinians. Maybe that's why you're all in with ceasefire. They're getting their ass kicked, and they're kind of your sisters and brothers. Thing that has been brought up before but has been delayed. They were supposed to take a vote here today. Today is a very important day. And it's a day where the city of Chicago can be an example, as it has been an example, of integrity. You, I understand, judging by that, 
that stupid speech pattern you have, you probably can't read. However, in case you're not watching, you got more political whores that go to prison than most nations in one fracking city. You're 50 aldermen, you're just big shot who ran the financial sector of the entire city for five decades, was just convicted of 14 felonies, you moron. In the meantime, you've got nothing but scandal after scandal after scandal. Migrants looking for fast cash to get a job can wind up as pawns in a criminal operation. Oh, they're pawns. They're pawns. They're criminals, too. They're not migrants. They're illegals. In the meantime, you're giving advice, huh? Let's hear some more advice from a bus stop. And change. But one thing that we cannot do uh-huh. is be silent in the midst of genocide. I wonder uh, to those seven people who got shot last night, just last night, do you think that they consider what happened to them a genocide? Because they're of all races, perpetrators, probably more aligned with their race than you are with the Chicagoans you're giving advice to, dummy. Uh, Supporters of the resolution rallied at City Hall before the vote. The resolution calls on the Biden administration and Congress to work toward a permanent ceasefire to end the ongoing violence in Gaza at all. I'd rather take uh, babysitting advice from Woody Allen. You see, Squirrel, it's funny because he was banging his daughter. You see? You get it? Now let's go to more funny stuff. Zuckerberg, who stole the idea from two other guys, built a trillion-dollar fortune, maybe three trillion. Who knows? One thing's for sure, we just figured out today why he's building a $500 million bunker that can sustain a nuclear weapon. Mr. Zuckerberg, let me start with you. Did I hear you say in your opening statement that there's no link between mental health and social media use? Senator, what I said is I think it's important to look at the science. I know it's people widely talk about this as if that is something that's already been proven. And I think that the bulk of the scientific evidence does not support that. Well, really, let, let me just remind you of some of the science from your own company. Instagram studied the effect of your platform on teenagers Let me just read you some quotes from the Wall Street Journal's report on this. Company researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of teenagers, most notably teenage girls. Here's a quote from your own study. Quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Here's another quote. Teens blamed Instagram. This is your study for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. That's your study. Senator, we try to under, understand the, uh, the feedback and, and how people feel about the services. We can <laughs> Wait a minute. Your, own, studies your are... own study says that you make life worse for one in three teenage girls. You increase no, Senator, anxiety and depression. Says. That's what it says. And you're here testifying to us in public that there's no link. You've been doing this for years. For no, years, you've been coming in public and testifying under oath that there's absolutely no link. Your product is wonderful. The science is nascent. Full speed ahead, while internally you know full well your product is a disaster for teenagers. Senator, and yet that's you not keep true. right on doing what you're doing. Right? That's not true. That's not true. Let me, let me, t- let me show you some other but facts I, mean, you, I know you can, that you're you familiar carry, with. You I, well, oh, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's not a question. That's not a question. By the way, this Silicon Valley overlord is why the American people accept the censorship we now think is commonplace. It's why they don't care about the reality of what's happening. You see, because the reality of what's happening is this is a Democrat who spent $400 million to make sure the dimwit in diapers, somebody that 
All Democrats know is not only a traitor and on the take from enemies foreign and domestic, but has dementia. The good news is James O'Keefe was out proving it. And when you listen to this clip, this scallywag Democrat scumbag, he's a big deal in the government. His name is Charlie Krager. Never heard of this idiot. And after this, you're going to wish you never did. Charlie Krager is a cybersecurity policy analyst and foreign affairs desk officer in the executive office of the White House. He manages two federal agencies and for the last four years worked at the State Department. He works on the president's priorities, executive orders, is a high up official and cybersecurity subject matter expert. I met with him undercover on Sunday, January the 21st with my hair dyed, wearing fake eyeglasses. Not only did he not recognize me, he sang like a bird. Yes, he did. And he admitted all of our allegations are exactly true. From Joe Biden has dementia and doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. And the vice president is nothing more than a tramp that they can't get rid of. So you're, you're pretty high up in the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets. And so I manage. Yes, squirrel, it's a man. That's what you call sugar in the tank. Side saddle. He thinks he's on a date. Two federal agencies, the State Department and USAID. So when you say sec it's like security, like you're protecting... The networks of the federal agency. You networks. give all your information to yeah. The mission is to protect right. yes. information. We, sir, we, we are like the president's voice when we go into meetings in terms of discussing and, and promoting the president's priorities. Is he, is he going to be the, the nominee? Yes. And she will be the vice president. Nominee. Yeah, I don't. There was a debate about removing her from the ticket, but sadly they didn't. She can't keep black staff. Huh? They quit on her in mass. But with him, I yeah, mean, I know. I know. It's hard to hear that lisp with the background noise, but what he said is she can't keep staff. Black staff. They quit in mass because she's not only easy, she's mean as a rattlesnake. He's got dementia. Um, yeah, well, he's definitely slowing down. Well, they know that he has those issues. I think so. They're not willing to say it. Shows it. And, they're not willing to say correct. it publicly. And same thing but with Kamala Harris. She's not popular, but you can't remove the first black lady to be vice president from the goddamn presidential ticket. Like, what kind of message are you going to send to, like, African-American voters? How would you spin that? People would be like, what the f***? Like, she's a woman, and she's multiracial. I think, I think that they're really concerned about this. But they won't say it. I guess if they say it... And by the way, all of this is nothing more than the consequence. What you see here is because this is a legacy mafia, and they're all interwoven. Here's the judge on the Trump immunity case. There's a quote in the congressional record in which your counsel, I'm sorry, your client said through counsel... No former office holder is immune from investigation and prosecution. Well, uh, uh, that may be true of subordinate officers, but as to the principal officer, the president, he is. And you know who uh, was behind her in the nomination, don't you? Our very own little dick from the once great city, now short in the pants mafia member, Durbin. Thank you, Mr. President. This week, the Senate will vote on Florence Pan's nomination to the District Court for the D District of Columbia. She's highly qualified with more than a decade of experience on the bench. If confirmed, she would be the first Asian-American woman to serve on that oh, court. Oh, the diversity. That's not why she got the, the nomination. She got the nomination because she's Max Steyer's wife. You remember Max Steyer.
Your reporting also shines a light on how flawed the FBI investigation into Kavanaugh was, which I have said many times. In this case, Max Steyer, who you mentioned, a former classmate of Kavanaugh's at Yale, told senators and the FBI during the confirmation process that he saw Justice Kavanaugh with his pants down uh, at a drunken dorm party and that friends pushed his genitals into the hand of a female student. Now, that echoes very similar. Starting to see a trend? Sounds like E. Gene Carroll, only he's a man, kind of. In the meantime, are you starting to see a trend? This is an interwoven mafia. It's not a political party. This isn't a government. This is an extortion racket. And Zuckerberg pays the $400 million, not because he believes in these idiots. He just wants to build his bunker. The compound is located in the Hawaiian island of Kaui, and conservative estimates put the total price of the compound at a cool one hundred million dollars. Yeah, he, he read it wrong. It's a billion, by the way. Uh, the only reason you hear this news in that accent is because he's able to censor the information that he is building a compound in Hawaii. Half of it's underground. It's not a small pocket change of money. He's investing one hundred million dollars for a doomsday bunker. And this doomsday bunker will comprise of underground bunkers, luxurious mansions, and other self-reliant features. The massive million-dollar project will also have its own sources of food and energy. The secret project, which the Meta chief is apparently hiding from the public, is called the Kolov Ranch. The I don't know what the hell he said, but it's something with ranch in it. We'll take your calls. 312-642-5600 when I get back. Call Sean now. 312-642-5600. AM560. The answer. No wonder it's sugar in the tank. Charlie Greger. This is some punk, some swashbuckler. By the way, I wonder if James O'Keefe uh, had a good time on the date. In the meantime, he's in charge of major things here in our government. Cybersecurity, all of it. But they won't say publicly that asked her, will you ever run for office? And she said no, emphatically. Really? I've seen all the shit my husband has had to go through, and that does not interest me. People would be like, well, I don't think we should have to get the vaccine. So there's another bureaucrat. There's another bureaucrat, and he's doing everything from censoring to adjusting commerce, all of it, all be, be affecting Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of the oligarchs. So he's, that's called job security. But this low-life scumbag, Max Steyer, the one who gave the allegations against Kavanaugh, he may be in a more detrimental position, you see, because he works in the shadows. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Partnership for Public Service, and I hope there aren't very many of you in that category. He kind of sounds like Charlie Krager, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, it explains the look in his wife's eyes. Gory, we are a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the effectiveness of the federal government, in large part by strengthening the people who serve. We offer top professional development opportunities and venues for cross-sector collaboration so career public servants 
can become great leaders equipped to improve and transform government. So all of these employees in all the bureaucracies, they share these ideals, not yours. And this is what you see with the politicians. It's fracking theater. That's why I don't really cover Mayorkas and the rest of it, the impeachment, because it doesn't mean squat. In the meantime, the bureaucracy is paying off to exactly who they want to, the cartel members. That's why this southern border, you think it's going to be about the budget and the speaker of the house. Forget about it. They knew exactly what they were doing. This government is a crime organization, and they know it, and they're insulated and protected. And if there's ever a threat, then they just make up another lie, just like Max Steyer. Your reporting also shines a light on how flawed the FBI investigation into Kavanaugh was, which I have said many times. In this case, Max Steyer, who you mentioned, a former classmate of Kavanaugh's at Yale, told senators and the FBI during the confirmation process that he saw Justice Kavanaugh with his pants down uh, at a drunken dorm party and that friends pushed his genitals into the hand of a female student. Now, that echoes... Liar! But... You are a shadow operator in our government, aren't you? And we recently created a public service leadership model to address the particular challenges of serving in government. We developed tools... By the way, does this guy sound like a guy that would be at a party that had a sex party with women? I don't think he does. I think he was with Charlie Krager. ...leaders to better understand the performance of their agencies, such as the best places to work in the federal government rankings, and more recent work focused on improving customer service. We help attract a new generation to public service to to address the fact that only 6% of the federal workforce today is under the age of 30. We advocate for civil service modernization and improved government performance. And with the SAMEs, of course, we identify and recognize the best of the civil service. So it's a union of sorts. Oh, it's not like the UAW that simply puts UPS workers out of work or UAW workers out of work. What this is a union of is a union of Marxist mafia members who are going to insulate themselves from the People's Republic. And they've worked very, very, very successfully. And he's got a lot of accolades. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to today's meeting of the Commonwealth Club of California. I'm Lenny Mendoza, a member of the Commonwealth Club's Board of Governors, a director emeritus at McKinsey & Company, and your moderator for tonight's program. We're going to have a very interesting conversation that could not be more timely this evening. And it's my pleasure to introduce our special guest, my friend Max Steyer, the founding president and CEO of the Partnership for Public Service. I'm going to do a little bit more formal. Partnership for Public Service, Squirrel, you remember that. Then you take a look at some of the money that flows in and out of the government into that non-for-profit. Great fracking scam, if you can get on it. It's better than pretending to be a cement guy on the Jane Byrne. Those guys actually had to get their shoes dirty. Uh, Chuck and Delavan. Hey, thanks for mentioning my band's name, something with ranch on it. All hey, right, no uh, problem. <laughs> on, a, on, a serious, on a serious note, Sean, you know, I call in a lot, and it's usually I'm stupid about stuff, but, you know, they were, they, uh, they were talking about, like, cyber attacks attacking us and then us losing our grid. I know kids that are, like, 16 or 17 years old that are like dynamite and hacking into stuff. Why don't they have a bunch of these guys? The old guys don't know how to do cyber attacks. They don't know nothing about computers. Why don't they get a bunch of these kids together? I mean, like thousands of them, hire them, and let them attack. Because you're doing it again. You're doing it again. You're thinking that the government wants to fix things, solve problems, be efficient. 
That's not where their bread is buttered. It's on failing. It's on wasting. I mean, after all, look at the once great city of Chicago, now a ghetto. And these politicians are given foreign policy advice? Well, you bust-outs. 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation and around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Father shot him over an electric bill before Biden's inflation squirrel. Man, could that guy say. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. So it was straight and then watch the hair come back up again. They look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap. And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. Unedited. And I tell you that what. That stupid son of a dog. And they'll vote for him. And I figured out why, Squirrel. I really did. Hey, guys. It's your girl, Shalana. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to discuss money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Guys, this video, I know I've been missing in action, but this video is going to talk about, like, states that are increasing their SNAP benefits, their yeah. summer EBT, yeah. money for college students, replacement benefits, and... Man, oh man, you guys are like the Ukrainians! Just cashing it in. Anthony St. Charles. Oh, hello, Sean. It's me again. Hi. I just wanted to comment on something from yesterday. I didn't get a chance to call in about how you were saying that there's no more Kennedy Democrats in the Democratic Party. Well, that's, I think that's because of what Reagan mentioned 60 years ago, that the leaders of that party have taken that honorable party down the labor socialist path of England. And uh, one one other thing, quick before you comment, I just wanted to say I'm a former Democrat that styles myself still as John F. Kennedy, and thank God there's no Lloyd Benson around to call me out. That's true, Anthony, but here's the thing you have to realize. If you actually knew, and you did, about John F. Kennedy's policies, you would be called a right-wing radical today. And the funny oh, part I'd, is... I'd be happy about that. <laughs> so would Joe Biden, if he could remember his address. Thank you very much. But in the meantime, he can't. You have a president staggering around the Oval Office, which has been turned into a convalescent home of some sorts. The Defense Department uh-huh. has the ability to calculate, the Energy Department, do a million billion calculations per second. Think about what you'd think about. Helping you do that is my job. It's all you got to do, Squirrel. This is it. This is all you got to do. Here, right here. All right, so let's go ahead and kick things off in New York, right? Because New York right now, they are trying to increase the minimum SNAP benefit from $23 to $100. So there isn't a... That's a 300% increase. I mean, there's not a CPS student that could figure that out. However, um, the nice thing about American EBT, you don't have to be a citizen. No, you don't. And the way it works under the Biden administration, it's not just the people who are on welfare that are cashing out. Turns out the cartels are really stepping it up a notch. It's a multi-billion dollar industry now. And after all, they've turned the Mexican government into a front and propagandist for them. Here is an ex-cartel member from today. Have you done everything you can do with executive authority? Or is there more you can do after the split? Not all I can do. Give me the power. I've asked for the very day I got it off. Give me the border patrol. Give me the people. Give me the people to judge. Give me the people who can stop this and make it work right. Jesse, I'm not asking for a political answer on this. I just want you to help us understand if that makes sense to you. 
Not at all. Nothing's been done. I don't care what President Biden says at the moment. It's things are still the same. There's nothing changed. Everything will run in the same through the very first day. There's, uh, you, you know, he. By the way, this guy, Jesse, is it's his fake name because he's in witness protection. Turns out he flipped on the Sinaloas, which, by the way, is now now called Chicagoans. He has a power to do it. I just don't understand why he's not doing it. There's so the drugs, the people, you know, the the cartels are are, are coming in. I mean, they're just taking advantage of every situation of this border crossings. You know, you've seen the amount of fentanyl that's been coming across. I mean, it's really gotten big throughout the United States. Mm -hmm. They get free sandwiches now. The minimum uh, increase has gone up 300 percent in such great cities, formerly great cities as New York, New Jersey. And I'm sure Chicago will be right behind them. 300 percent increase. Vote for the dummy. Okay, I'm in. George in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, do you think Brandon, uh, our mayor, is trying to raise his national profile so he could be appointed an ambassador someday to some Middle East country? I think they give you free housing for that. He's like every Democrat. They're so far behind, they think they're in the lead. They think they're taken seriously. This is a punchline. Chicago mayor's office, the alder morons, they're punchlines in the real world. Only in the Democrat areas could they even exist. But then again, when you think about Democrat areas, what you have is uh, astonishing low levels of character. Here we have an update uh, on the Dalton mayor. This is absolutely phenomenal. God chose me. You may have hired me, but God chose me. Somebody knows something. Don't nobody know nothing. I don't think she's fit to be a mayor. I think she really want to be a reality television star. Nikita Cloud was Tiffany Henyard's chief of staff in Dalton for less than a year. We spoke with her after WGN Investigates first exposed how Henyard and other officials spent thousands of dollars on trips, meals, and more that they've refused to explain. Now, a new batch of records from Thornton Township shows the spending spree hasn't slowed. Credit card charges show that in just five months, township taxpayers footed the bill for more than $23,000 in restaurant meals statewide, including this upscale winery chain and this steakhouse near O'Hare. Gibson's, by the way. Oh, was it Morton's? All right. In the meantime, what's the median uh, income for the Dalton citizens? Is it 29000 28000 Yeah. That's what that dimwit spends on dinners. Mario, around Lake. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good, brother. How are you? Well, not great. You know, I was a former Marine uh, oh, you're police always... officer in Washington, D.C., and uh, went out here in the suburbs. You're always a Marine. Shot at. Well, that's right. You know, I was actually on the presidential detail. Nice. But uh, you're always talking about this uh, SNAP, EBT benefits, and uh, welfare, right? The more kids you have, the more welfare you get, the more SNAP benefits you get, right? I worked in these rat hole ghettos, and I've been shot at as a police officer in Washington, D.C. Never in the Marines, though. Now, there's one thing I disagree with with you, and if you're going to come with a moral uh, aspect to it, uh, I'm going to lose this argument. Well... (laughs) Okay, I like I like the fact you're prepared for it though. But go ahead. No, this uh, this uh, this idea of um, abortions. If my enemy wants to take themselves out instead of raising another Democrat, that's gonna give them more SNAP benefits and uh, raise them 
up I'm and not- then maybe incarcerate him, spend that money to other 41 and keep voting Demerat just to get more snap and EBT. Let him take himself out. I'm never. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do the moral. But what I. I'm kind of going to do the moral, but I'm going to do more of the common sense. What did your dad do? The truck driver. Okay. Your dad was a truck driver. What did his dad do? He was a truck driver. Okay. So two truck drivers had kids, and that kid ended up being a Marine who guarded the president, went on to be a cop. I don't care what kind of truck drivers they were. I don't care what they did in their life. Without them having you... Society would be worse off because you made society better. You understand? So that's why I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't do the sins of the father. I don't care if your father was the biggest drug addict, low life scum. If you took your life and did with what you did, joined the Marine Corps, you went to work in Washington D.C., you became a cop, and you stood up for people. Your life is worth living. I never condemn the the the, the possibilities of a life. I condemn the life that makes the choices to be a scumbag but I never condemn the kids. That's how I view it. Because no, I, I wouldn't want to be judged. I wouldn't want to be judged by my dad and what he did on the bad side. I don't know what he did. I wouldn't want anybody. And, and no. you know, Mario, the greatest argument for abortion is somebody I totally disagree with. And I've done it before, if you listen to past shows. I totally disagree no, I with this guy on every, on every level. But a 17-year-old white girl knocked up by a 33-year-old married black guy from Kenya had a baby, and the baby turned out to be the president of the United States. That's why I don't believe in abortion. Ironically, he does. You see? He's not that smart. And that's the reality of it, Mario. I don't condemn the kids. But, but, but here's the thing where I, where I do agree. If you decide to be a Sinaloa cartel member and a drug dealer and a rat, then, I, then let's abort you. So let's ha- let, we got to change the language. Oh, yeah. Let's abort the criminals and pardon the babies. See, this way we get them twisted up, and next thing you know, they're calling it the Safety Act. Thank you, brother, for everything. What? You're right. You're Thank right, you. Sean. You're Thank right. You, Absolutely, man. Thank you, man. Take care. I, I look forward to talking to you in the future. I just look at it like a warrior, I guess. M- me it's too, brother. I love it. And I don't <laughs> if only I could get my wife to say I'm right. I'm sorry. I was against the clock, Mar. Be back later. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. By the way, Mario said my favorite words. You're right, Sean. I love that. And one thing I like to be right on is when I make a prediction that is directly in the face of all of the experts. There is a lie afoot about our economy. Our economy has been cast into this arena of government control so they can normalize welfare and the rest of it. And it's working to their credit quite famously. But uh, the people in the money business and people who are loaning money and the market and all the rest of it, they were banking on the idea that it would be a quick jolt and then back down. And I had said, pickpockets do not cut their hands off. The Federal Reserve and the corrupt banks are making more money than they've ever made before, and they have less questions than ever asked before. Because a lot of people are watching Instagram and Facebook and all that. uh, What's that uh, Chinese communist one there? Tic-tac, tacky-tick, whatever. In the meantime, the Fed did exactly what I knew they would do and what they will continue to do. 
until right before the election. Risks to the economy are now balanced, the Fed says, and they're no longer talking about raising rates, but do not expect cuts soon. No change in rates today, and the statement drops the reference to additional policy firming, now saying, quote, in considering any adjustments to the target range, the committee will carefully assess incoming data. The evolving- See, what you have to understand is this particular administration and the Democrat Party since Barack Obama. What they have done is they have adopted the mindset that they don't like property rights and they don't like rich people. So they have found a very unique, ingenious way to squeeze people who were landlords, to squeeze people who were using finance to create and build wealth. It's brilliant because it's all masked and they're helping us for the very inflation that they created. Now, I, I, I know you're not supposed to go into the weeds, but that's where, that's where they live. That's where the roaches and the snakes and the rats, they live in the weeds. So when you hear a story of New York, New York Community Bank losing 45% of its value, that's only one target. They'll bail out the ownership. Next thing you know, they'll be like Alexei Janulius or Penny Pritzker after they crush a bank and people lose their homes. They'll work in the government. In the meantime, this is about squeezing the landlords who financed the purchase of the property. Your community is largely an apartment lender in the New York City area, rent-controlled, rent-stabilized apartments. So those buildings are uh, affected by recent New York rent rules that uh, cap how much um, you can charge to your, your, your tenants. On top of that... Come on, you stuttering... You have higher interest rates, so it squeezes um, the, the landlords, and there's a lot of refinancing risk ahead. So they posted a big loss. So what they're doing now to people who have buildings and house Section 8 housing is they restricted on how they raise the rent, and they massively increased the cost to own that property. So what they'll do here is what they did to our once great city that has over 6 million vacant square feet, which used to be a thriving metropolis thriving metropolis of business and everything else. And that's when you see a building at 300 West Adams sell for 10%, less than 10% of what it sold for 10 years ago. It not only goes to one of their apparatchiks, gobble, gobble. It's exactly what the mafia of our government wants to do. They want to bankrupt people because they don't like the idea that they were able to do something without their help there in, in the fourth quarter and there's questions ahead. They have about 4% of their loans at office exposure. So that's a bit, a touch higher than, than the median in our coverage universe. So there, there are some credit quality concerns ahead and they, they built their reserves pretty much. So that's a win-win. New York Community Bank will go out of business. The landlords that have to refinance will ba- go bankrupt and forfeit the property. And then some half-assed connected LLC like the Table of Wisdom LLC. Ed Burke's LLC, with two sitting Cook County judges, all Democrats, they'll buy the property back at tax auction. You starting to see how it works? That's why Dick Durbin introduces the wife of a pathological liar who's a front for the Democrat mafia. It's a systemic problem of political profiteering and corruption. It's called our government. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. 
He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. The greatest weapon against the principles of our nation, the principles of liberty, principles of free speech, where now we have normalized censorship, normalized government control of virtually everything, was the, what I believe is the greatest bioweapon ever released on mankind called COVID. When I saw the Fourth Reich in Eagle's Nest, referred to as the World Economic Forum in Switzerland, I said to myself, boy, oh boy, could they possibly be doubling down again? And sure enough, They started to mention something that made me a little nervous. Disease X, what the hell is that? Well, when it comes to these kind of questions I have, I go to somebody who I've watched, and even if I've ever disagreed with her, she's moored in principles of our nation and freedom and liberty. I love her, Uh, probably because we're the same generation. She is best-selling author, columnist, and professor, graduate of Yale. She also got a doctorate from uh, from Oxford. She is Dr. Naomi Wolf. How are you? Thank you for joining me again. Good. Thank you so much for having me back. I appreciate it. Oh, I, I, I love I love our conversations, and I love the fact that um, you took a stance in what you believe and through the evidence, what it showed you, what you've witnessed, and it really kind of cost you a lot in your own in your own career. You were attacked from people that you've trusted for years, and that's how you, I know that at least you're somebody who stands by principles rather than the the pressure of, of, of other people in conforming you to give away the principles of our nation. I love that about you. And uh, when you start to say that you're worried about something you hear, that makes me think, so am I. Tell me a little bit about what you think the World Economic Forum, or as I call it, the Fourth Reich, what their plans are for us. Oh, great question. Well, they definitely are making war on us. Um, my independent reporting found that um, the UN is, spending $347 million this year alone to facilitate, to encourage, to solicit the millions of um, illegal aliens who are crossing our southern border. So they're not helping refugees who are already on the way. They are literally sending, you know, loaded ATM cards and bank transfers and envelopes full of cash to to organize this um, invasion of our southern border. So that's allied with the World Economic Forum, it's a big plan to basically make the U.S. not matter. Um, that combined with the injections, which you know, you know, my group has documented how damaging and disabling and deadly and sterilizing they are, the mRNA injections. Um, now we've got a 13 to 20% drop in live birth. So I'm worried about both of those things. Of course, then I'm worried about the World Economic Forum and Davos saying, oh, you know, we really need to brace for disease X. Um, because it feels to me as if the COVID drama of the last few years was a trial run, and they clearly want to put in place a World Health Organization-based kind of global state, essentially, that drains sovereignty from all of the member states that won't matter anymore. And once that's done, it's over because anything can be called public health. And, you know, my governor here in New York State is trying to build quarantine camps uh, yes. for, for people exposed to a bloodborne pathogen, whatever that means. So it's, it's tyranny under the guise of public health. Well, now that they've started, you know, the, the, the final stage is what I see it as, as the cloward piven plan of invade and implode. What they need to quiet down any resistance to it is another pandemic, because it was during that pandemic that people who would have you would have thought would have normally rejected the kind of collectivism we saw where the government took away their business and their livelihood, put them under house arrest. I was amazed at the lack of resistance to it outside of a few states. So why not do it again? 
if you face the threat of people trying to right the wrongs that we have committed since what I think is the greatest bioweapon. After all, you've successfully thrown us into a debt region that nobody thought was possible. We're technically bankrupt. Now you've got the, 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 the footprint of censorship, of our information and news. All they need is to shut it down again, because if we should wiggle this yeah. next time, it's over with if they, if they come out with another pandemic, isn't it? Or, or the announcement of another pandemic. I mean, what's so striking, and I wrote about this in both Face and the Beast, my most recent book, and the one before that, Bodies Others, you know, the last pandemic is totally unverifiable. You know, we were told that it's so deadly and dangerous, and I'm sure it was a serious disease that killed people, but there's no way to know how many it killed. Uh, because, well, uh, you know, your, your audience knows this, the PCR tests were run too high, generating false positives. Um, people who might have survived were killed with remdesivir because there was a $30,000 bonus for COVID deaths. Um, people who died of the flu and of cancer were counted as dying, quote unquote, with COVID, so counted as COVID deaths, and on and on and on. So my worry is, really a big worry, especially leading up to May, which is the deadline for this World Health Organization treaty, is that there will be some disaster, right? Some emergency that, um, I, and I'm honestly worried about them saying, oh, there's been a dirty bomb. You, everyone has to stay indoors or a nuclear strike. How will we know, right? The propaganda is so intense. And then we'll, we'll have to stay indoors. And then we'll be told, oh, this, there's this horrible disease. People are dropping dead. You really can't come out. Oh, and by the way, everyone has to vote by absentee ballot, you know, in November. That's my there's, concern. There's something that the last time we talked, um, it was in the middle of it, or it was the first time we talked, it was in the middle of it, and you had said something that Pfizer was paying doctors to promote and distribute the vaccine. It was that kind of allegation, which, by the way, you were vindicated very recently, as Congressman Massey proves, that they were, in fact, paying doctors to give the, the, the vaccine and to promote the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But, however, that cost you a lot. You were then put in a corner and called a conspiracy theorist. However, oh. something that, that is unarguable is the fact that you've been vindicated on virtually everything. Thank here's you. A, here's another problem I have. It mm-hmm. looks like Great Britain is the only government that's investigating the, the start of COVID, as their parliament is, has numerous politicians now saying it's absolutely evident that it was created. Why is it you think even our own small amount of politicians that want to fight for the principle in the investigation, how are they so successfully neutered in this? That's a great question. Um, well, in our own country, so much money went to everyone who... Uh, committed the crime and kept the lies alive, right? Um, the CARES Act spent billions of dollars going to influencers and, you know, professional organizations and doctors and hospitals and, you know, TikTok personalities. I mean, all the way down to little dance troops in, you know, Koreatown in New York. Like, the, it, the flow of money was unbelievable. And the money went to every news outlet, Right. Um, so they're they're complicit and they're complicit in what's emerging as a mass murder and also sterilization of the next generation and, and the murder of any number of babies in the womb and the disabling of, of you know, millions of people. So they're not going to come out and say, oh, I'm sorry, you know, because they're liable. They're they, they help to commit a felony, you know, major felony. Um, our elected officials, you know, they took the money from Pfizer. Um, I mean, that the hearings that we had have been. Slaps on the wrist from the Republicans as well as the Democrats. 
You know, uh, Dr. Fauci is walking free. He's being asked why he waffled on masks instead of being asked why he covered up. And our Ed Berkovich, you know, foiled these emails, our lawyer at Daily Cloud. Um, the White House, Dr. Fauci, the president, the CDC were covering up in a frenzy in April of 2021 um, the presentation to them that kids and minors were being damaged by myocarditis, by the injections. Instead of telling Americans, they, they raced to cover it up. So why is me being asked about that? It's like uh, they're all complicit. They almost all of them took the money. Now, this could not have happened without um, the Silicon Valley oligarchs and their cooperation and capitulation in censoring us, who had an outcry. And you saw Google very successfully censor millions of people, if not hundreds of millions. And when you see Zuckerberg brought up before the Capitol today, and he's, uh, he's, he's mentally dressed down in front of people, and he apologizes for the fact that their kids are depressed and body shamed and the rest of it, at what point do we uh, realize that this is just theater and he's preparing his bunker in Hawaii because he knows that they're going to double down, he's going to censor again, and they're going to get away with it again? Or, or is, it a, is it not an absolute? Is there a way that you see for us to push back against uh, what hampered us and hamstrung us three years ago? I mean, for... there are a lot of ways, right, to push back. And honestly, I want to point out that the United States is doing a lot better in terms of hanging on to it, you know, the skeleton of its freedom than countries like Australia or New Zealand or Canada that are completely collapsed into tyranny and they were robust democracies in 2019. And the reason America is doing better is two things, uh, our First Amendment and our Second Amendment, and also our state system because individual governors and, and you know, legislatures at a state level said no, like Christy Nome and um, uh, Ron DeSantis and so on. And also because of the American spirit, um, we fought so hard on so many levels not to comply. A lot, you know, half the country complied, half the country fought. So we're, we're better off than many. Um, so there are many things to do. I, I'm excited to say we've just literally now, today, launched a draft bill for clean elections that solves all the problems or most of the problems of 2020. Um, it, it, it ensures paper ballots, uh, voter ID, same-day voting, public counting, um, it, it, you know, no absentee ballots, active solicitation by the voter, you know, witnessed by people, you know, who put their names on the absentee ballot. Um, no more shenanigans. And I think that'll go a huge way. Uh, you know, I'm not sure ever since there have been mach voting machines, I don't think we know who won the last, you know, the election. No, I, come on. I, I've never believed it. I really haven't, Doctor. I, 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 never, I, was, I, I never believed it, and I still won't. It's just now that they've created enough ambiguity and, and, and pumped up the welfare rolls and the giveaways, and now you have this illegal alien problem, and there's no, nothing to stop right. them from registering to vote. It's a, there's a lot of ambiguity in that. That's what tells me they're going to do it again. But in the meantime... You are the co-founder and CEO of the dailyclout.io. Is that where my people can go on a daily basis to see what you're writing? Yes, they can and should. And also my Substack outspoken. And on Daily Cloud, they can download this clean elections bill. But the last thing I want to say before you let me go is yeah. um, in addition to that people are a lot more powerful than they realize in their own families and homes and churches and synagogues and communities. So literally, if they just keep speaking up, bringing the facts, to their loved ones, to the, you know, potluck, to the PTA, 
Um, even if these are difficult conversations, people have to do it. They have to be, uh, you know, winter soldiers now. It's well, you've been doing it since I was young. I'm not going to age shame you, but you've been doing it at least <laughs> since the late 80s. And I've thank loved you for it. Uh, thank you so much for making time for me, Dr. Naomi Wolf. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Oh, squirrel, I like that song, kid. Billy Joel. He's married to arguably one of the top three most beautiful women to ever walk the earth. He has a daughter, and she looks like her dad. Wah, wah. In the meantime, here's some bad news. Let's watch a couple of video clips, and then, uh, and then we'll wrap this video up. This is Dr. John Campbell of London, England, Great Britain. Indeed. But you would therefore accept that it, it turned out your trust in the system of government, your trust in as you've described it, in, in the understanding mm. that structurally the United Kingdom was well-placed to meet the challenges mm. of this new virus, were misplaced. It turned out we were not. We were not as well-prepared as we uh, should have been, ideally. I think that is true. Um, uh, again, uh, <laughs> it's in the nature... <laughs> i tell you what, I'm so proud of my Norwegian ancestors. It took about 65 of us. We sacked the whole fracking country. Of the fact that um, the virus was novel, um, and, and indeed, I think so. This probably goes beyond the remit of the inquiry. Um, there is a significant body of uh, uh, of judgment uh, that believes that the the virus itself was man made, um, and that that presents well, we're a set of challenges as well. Forms no part of the terms of reference indeed. of the inquiry, Mr. Gave, to address that somewhat divisive issue. So we're not going to go there. Yeah. This is Mr. Gove, senior British politician, a significant body of judgment that believes the virus itself, the SARS coronavirus 2, was man-made. And that presents a set of challenges. Well, yeah, I think it does set, uh, uh, bring a set of challenges, because if it's happened once, it could happen again, and we need to learn from the mistakes of history. There's a brilliant statement. In the meantime... That's not what Americans are talking about. They're talking about the Super Bowl. Uh, Ron in Countryside. Yeah, I just wanted to mention not to forget all the deaths that occurred because of the vaccine and all the people they didn't treat properly where they could have with alternative medicines. You know what else gets lost in that? How many suicides from bankruptcy? How many guys that were hanging on because they were working their ass off? They were lost their jobs. They were put under house arrest. How do you how do you begin to quantify the ramifications of the government mistake? You can't. And then the doubling down on the bipartisan kicking trillions of dollars out to imitate the velocity of money. But the reality is when the autopsy of what brought down the greatest country, the youngest, the richest, the one built on the rights of the citizen, not the right of the government, it's going to be covid. And by then, Ron, the accusations that we've been making since the very beginning, this is a man-made problem. It never was from a wet mark. What we were were propagandized, lies to, and censored. 
And now these oligarchs have the money to go build billion-dollar bunkers in Hawaii. That's the part that really aggravates the hell out of me. But thank you very much, Ron. That's a very good point. Roberto Bloomingdale. Sean, how you doing? Splendid. You know, listen, I'm, I'm, I, my total chance to vote this November depends on how Taylor Swift feels about Trump or Biden. I hope, too, that her boyfriend is vaxxed and happy, not... Huh. Yeah, well, I'm sure, but uh, Taylor Swift, believe me, Vax isn't what's making him happy. Uh, Rich in Indiana Park, the eternal optimist. <laughs> hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful, how are you? Good. Sean, what I wanted to talk about here is uh, um, how the people in this country, a lot, of, a lot of the refusals are getting really short with these illegals, the way they're taking over their neighborhoods, the way they're starting to steal in the stores. And uh, I saw a video where they were beating up on a police officer in New York. What, what are they, what are they going to do with these people? There's a, uh, I there's a reason it's I, called the third world. I think it's gonna, what's going to happen is the people in this country are going to get fed up and they're, uh, Only the there's going to be a lot of problems. Only the good ones. The bad ones will yeah. wallow right in it, like an old man getting into oh, a tub. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, how many people, honey bunny, were shot during the news break? Three more. Three more. Right. There you go, Rich. And these Chicago political whores, they have figured out a way to solve the problems. Oh, no, not in the city that was once great now that they destroyed. They figured out how to solve the problems by voting for a ceasefire in Gaza, the fracking morons. Also calls for humanitarian assistance to be sent in in the immediate and unconditional release of all hostages. Nearly 30,000 people have been killed in Gaza since the start of the war in October. Israel believes there are more than 100 hostages still being held by Hamas. We well, what they need to do is kill everybody else till they get the 100 out. How's that? Good news is Israel thinks Chicago and their political whores and the morons that destroyed a once great city and turned it into what you see today. Their opinion doesn't mean jack. They laugh at you, your $6,000 purses and your food stamps. Uh, Craig and Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Sure, shoot. Okay, you got these, you got a couple of big rollers here that could do a real big help on the uh, this, uh, illegal immigrations where they don't have enough places for them. Okay, you got the Pritzker family in Pritzker where he's got the uh, he's got a gigantic working farm over in Wisconsin. Huge, man, huge. He get a whole bunch of them over there. He's got the hotel chain or something, whatever he's got there. Then you got the, um, uh, what's his name? The, uh, oh man, I'm losing my train of thought here and everything like that. Uh, Zuckerberg, he's got all kinds of money. But Gates, he's got 270,000 acres of our farmland. He's scooped up. Who knows what he's doing with it? Why don't he put a bunch of tents on there and stuff like that and uh, get him set up? See, now that one I like. Move the migrants to the Gates farm. Ah, that one I, that one I could go with. Pritzker's got the, the skim, brother. He don't, he don't need any migrants in his hotel. He doesn't want that. Uh, but Zuckerberg, he knows exactly what's going on. That's why he's building a half a billion dollar bunker. In Hawaii. I mean, if you have to watch the end of the world squirrel, you might as well do it while pretending you're Magnum P.I. 312-642-5600. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Zuckerberg, Zuckerberg, living in Hawaii. I'll tell you what, if there are aliens here, I think that son of a dog is one. Did you ever see him up cold squirrel? Weird looking, isn't he? Now, he, does, he doesn't have that Asperger's or any excuse for that face, does he? No? All right. 
Here's what he showed he found when he studied your products. So, for example... By the way, Squirrel, that's my favorite name of any disease, but it's not my favorite disease. My favorite disease by far is Tourette's. I loved it. You ever get around somebody with Tourette's? You give them a cocktail? Good stuff. This is girls between the ages of 13 and 15 years old. 37% of them reported that they had been exposed to nudity on the platform, unwanted, in the last seven days. 24% said that they had experienced unwanted sexual advances they'd been propositioned in the last seven days. Kids! These are kids, you sick bastard! 17% said they had encountered self-harm content pushed at them in the last seven days. Now, I know you're familiar with these stats because he sent you an email where he lined it all out. I mean, we've got a copy of it right here. My question is, who did you fire for this? Who got fired because of that? Senator, we study all of this because it's important and we want to improve our services. Well, you just told and me I a second ago you studied it, but that there was no linkage. Who Senator, did you fire? You, I said you mischaracterized 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? 37% squirrel. By the way, if there's a CPS student out there who can't figure out how to change the station, that's almost 4 out of 10. Senator, this is why we're building all who these did you fire? tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Um, it, that's, <laughs> you see, Squirrel, it's hard to get fired from these entities because you're not really hired because you're necessarily good at something. You're hired because you share the philosophy of collectivism, of the Fourth Reich. You share the philosophy of destroying society and controlling society all at the same time. You know where it's not hard to get fired from? Anybody that invites the unions in. Oh, it's not hard to get fired at all, like, say, UPS. Coming off what it called a difficult and disappointing year, UPS announced it's cutting 12,000 jobs. On its earnings conference call Tuesday, UPS said the move would help save the company $1 billion. The world's largest parcel delivery firm is in part being squeezed by higher labor costs from its new contract with the Teamsters Union. I wonder if the Teamsters can unionize these nerds over at Facebook or... If the guys who used to load trucks and make a hell of a living have their insurance benefits, the 12000 that got fired, if they can go and learn how to program and go get a job at, uh, at Zuckerberg's. Because you didn't is... fire anybody, right? You didn't take so any there, significant I, I action. It's appropriate to talk about it, it, like individual decisions. Do you know who's sitting like behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone and you don't think it's appropriate to take a, talk about steps that you took? The fact that you didn't fire... By the way, Squirrel, in the future, they will link the correlation between kids who are addicted to social media and suicide, and it's going to be staggering. I mean, it's going to be like nothing this country's ever seen. And Zuckerberg will be tucked away in his half-a-billion-dollar bunker in Hawaii, pretending to be Tom Selleck. I'm, I'm single person. To, Let me I'm ask you this. Let me ask you this. Have you compensated any of the victims? Sorry? Have you uh -huh. compensated any of the victims? Well, I'm not going to spend half a billion on a house by compensating people. These girls, have you compensated them? I don't believe so. You, why not? <laughs> don't you think they deserve some compensation for what your platform has done? Help Senator, with counseling services? Help with dealing with the issues that your, your service has caused? Our, our job is to make sure that we build tools to help keep people safe. Are you going to compensate platform. them? Senator, our job and what we take seriously is making sure that we build 
industry-leading tools to find harmful to content, make money. take it off the services, uh, to make money, and to build tools that empower parents. So you didn't take any people. action. You didn't that's take any true, action. Senator. You didn't fire anybody. You haven't that's compensated a single not, victim. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. There's families of victims here today. Have you apologized to the victims? Would you like to do so now? Well, they're here. You're on national television. Would you like now to apologize to the victims who have been harmed by your product? Show them the pictures. Would you like to apologize for what you've done to these good people? At that point, Squirrely stands up and pulls out his phone and shows them pictures of the blueprints of his 48,000-square-foot mansion in Hawaii. Social media is a very powerful tool. But we're here because... Every parent I know, and I think every parent in America, is terrified about the garbage that is directed at our kids. I have two teenagers at home, and the phones they have are portals to predators, to viciousness, to bullying, to self-harm. And each of your companies could do a lot more. By the way, Squirrel, you know when when the... uh Chicago public school honor roll students were destroying what we used to be called the Magnificent Mile and running around and selling the items that they had stolen from the smash and grab that took place in 2020, 2021, 2022, 2023, and even today. Do you know where they sell it, Squirrel? Facebook. They can't figure out an algorithm? Let me see. Here's a guy here who appears to live in a ghetto selling uh, $4.8 million worth of luxury purses and shoes. Do you think there's a problem? Bennett. Mr. Zuckerberg, in June of 2023, the Wall Street Journal reported that Instagram's recommendation systems were actively connecting pedophiles to accounts that were advertising the sale of child sexual abuse material. Well, Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. We have to figure out a way to keep that supply chain going. Uh, David and Lansing. Hey, Sean, as long as you're talking about big tech and you mentioned UPS, Let's talk about Amazon, who has all these electric vans everywhere. And by the way, there's an uh, Amazon executive that's on the board of Rivian. Did you know that? Little known fact. So yeah. you drive around in these it's electric a Chicago posters. company, isn't it, Rivian? I'm not sure about yeah, that. Yeah, pretty but. sure. That's a, that's a Chicago oligarch. Probably cozied but up. Probably know? rubs cocoa butter on J.B. Pritzker's stretch marks. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. And I want to remind your listeners... When you buy from Amazon, you're supporting the Washington Post because Amazon owns the Washington Post, which rips on all MAGA members and calls them racist. Yeah, but there's another thing you're doing, though. I mean, I get it, but there's another thing you're doing. You're supporting a company that will not be unionized. See, he's got enough money and enough clout, and enough he, he compensates his drivers enough where they know not to invite the Dracula in that caused the UPS to fire what we now know is 12,000 just yesterday, but during the negotiations, upwards of 9,000. So at least he did that. And, uh, you know, I, let's take, the, take the, uh, uh, the pleasures where we can. In the meantime, what's it look like at United Airlines, Squirrel? I know they had a big deal, right? They got a lot of money from the government, and they're neck deep in unions from stewardesses to pilots. How are they doing? More than 300 American Airlines workers here in Phoenix just lost their jobs after the airline announced today it is getting rid of hundreds of positions as it consolidates the consumer, uh, excuse me, the customer service department. With the By the way, this is just Phoenix, which is the only one that would broadcast the news. This is across the nation. Hundreds from virtually every state 
of providing better support for passengers. Another 300-plus jobs lost today at the airline's main base in Dallas. Now, the airline says impacted workers will have the first chance to apply for the new department and the jobs there, or they'll be offered a severance package. There you go. Now get going. Get yourself on some welfare cheese. Bidenomics. Have you had enough, or are you thirsty for more? 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Better times. That used to be on a commercial scroll, right? Pretty sure. Chris in Wheeling with a great point. Hi, Chris. Hey, Sean, you're talking about Facebook and what they can do to help people. Today, I wanted to post whoever was the second person to say the word bruh should be punched in the face. And I got a notification from Facebook saying it goes against community standards. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, but you could sell a Louis Vuitton purse you stole five minutes ago, and they call that the marketplace. I love it, babe. Way to expose the hypocrisy. They got this. They can control this stuff. The other day I posted women are nuts. I got the same thing. Goes against community standards. Ridiculous. Yes. And thank you very much, Chris. I am not affiliated or related. Man, I love you. you. Thank you. Love you, too. But we are not related. Let the record show. Have already been taken down from Facebook. In the meantime, if you post anything about the greatest bioweapon released on mankind, the man-made United States government financed. COVID-19, you will be taken down. And nobody wants to investigate it. In fact, some of us have been kicked off of everything, from YouTube to Facebook to the rest of it, for just exploring ideas that now are common sense, and we have the evidence to prove it. At the highest level, um, what do you think health systems should prioritize for an effective response to a potential crisis? Yeah. I think that's a a big question, but I would like to start with, um, especially the disease X, it's um, attracting a lot of attention. This is a veterinarian squirrel. However, he is the leader of the World Health Organization, also known as the WHO. And I hope you have seen in the social media. Um, But it's not a new idea. Um, The first time we used the terminology was in 2018. Um, the discussion- when they were working on it, when they had good test results. You see, Dr. Fauci was funding it since 2009, and he was working in conjunction with another research and development lab put up by Pfizer. And you're not going to believe it. Do you know where it was? Wuhan. Now, it wasn't the Wuhan lab that we pretend released it from the wet market or whatever the hell they called. They worked on it in conjunction and financed by Dr. Fauci and the NIH. <gasps> That'll get me taken off Facebook. But I could sell you a Louis Vuitton that I just stole next door. Since we're in 2017, I was just new director general. Uh, As you know, we annually list the emerging diseases. Uh, And uh, MERS could be one, Zika, (coughs) Ebola, those we know. But then we said there are things that are unknown that may happen. Oh, he's giving me to Rumsfeld. He's giving me to Rumsfeld. These are all bad signs. This is a bad sign. And here's another bad sign, Squirrel. And when you see this company start laying off people, 
you know a war is around the corner. One of Tarrant County's largest employers says it is laying off hundreds of workers. Aerospace company Lockheed Martin cutting about 300 jobs, including 200 or so locally. The company says it's part of a plan to reduce costs. This after reporting profits that beat Wall Street expectations and CEO compensation topping a reported $24 million a year. So you made more money. Your CEOs made more money than ever before, and you're laying people off. I know why, Squirrel. The money laundering scheme that we call supporting Ukraine. It's not going so well. In fact, there's all kinds of problems with that, Squirrel. Eventually, we'll get the support needed. Obviously, this is a $50 billion package for a Ukraine facility for four years. Uh, this I... is the Minister of Thievery over at Ukraine. He's number uh, three under Zelensky. His name is Kakakakaka. I think everybody knows how critical that is for our stability, for our macrofinancial stability, for our war efforts that are obviously critical for the security of not just Ukraine, but Europe at large. So I think it will come through, although there are political hurdles, as we can see. Look, the other options are the ones that we're already using. We have internal financing. We collect taxes in Ukraine. That's more than 50 percent of our budget still. Get out of here, you fraud taxes in Ukraine. Your entire GDP is what, $18 billion? I know how you pay for it. It was done with the help of the mafia. Some call our government. One of the things that Congress has given USAID uh, since this full-scale invasion began is an unprecedented amount of money Mm -hmm. in direct budget support, which sounds kind of obvious. Of course, we would do that. We want to stand with Ukraine. But it's totally unprecedented, this kind of scale of investment. And we're talking along the lines of about $15 billion. Oh, this was in the first month. In a sense, cash to the Ukrainian government, Mm -hmm. which was famously corrupt, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in past years and still has work, as you noted, to do on corruption today. I don't know if we could have gotten that money out of Congress, if not for DIA. Mm-hmm. Because what DIA allows us to do is that direct budget support goes, yes, to the Ukrainian government, but then it goes to pay teachers, to pay healthcare workers, to pay first responders. And there's a digital trail. It's not, you know, some official deciding in fact, this or that. we're paying pensions there. They have no infrastructure. They don't take their taxes and pay their people. They're not even a real country anymore, are you? Uh, We have the option, of course, which is very bad in a critical situation with a central bank stepping in. That would be bad. Everybody knows how bad that would be for macrofinancial stability, for inflation potentially. So that is... Oh, that's what the American government is selling us to do. That's why we ignore the debt. And you're telling me you don't like it because it's bad for the economy? It's nice. Entire country on welfare. It's like Chicago. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little We are about to have a conversation with somebody who is brilliant. He's a brilliant guy, author, but a man who understands why he gets up every morning. See, he's fighting for the principles that built this country, the principles that made the youngest and the wealthiest country, because this country is built in property rights, not of the government, but of the citizen. And our innovatives... Of, of industry found an incredible way to allow people to become partners. See, we're the ones that really came up with the idea of stocks and what a stock is. 
Stocks are more than just something people buy. What they are is a partnership with companies. Governments don't like that because what that means is that the people and the company doesn't need the government. In my opinion, they've worked tirelessly to bastardize that principle. And they've come very close to up, upending it and changing it forever. And the Biden administration is arguably one of the best at it. My next guest is the author of The Antitrust Paradox, A Policy at War with Itself. He is Robert Bork, Jr. Thank you so much for joining me, Robert. How are you? Sean, it's good to be with you. But i, I got to just correct one little thing. All right, My I was father to wrote it the antitrust. Oh, your father wrote <laughs> Can you it? Hear me? Yes, yes, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, he wrote it back in 1978. And oh. uh, from that book, the last 45 years of antitrust policy flowed, and we have had uh, decades of growth and job creation and wealth creation that have been, uh, I think, uh, really kind of uh, allowed or uh, encouraged by that, that antitrust policy. You know, when you... Uh, and other other policies as well. But, you know, antitrust allowing companies to merge and 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 acquire uh, other other uh, smaller companies or bigger companies and come up with new and better ways to make and do things. That's that's the result of the consumer welfare standard, which my father devised in 1978. And that's why I've been such a big fan of him and you and followed your career. Um, but, but he understood the blessing of that idea, that it gave people who went to work every day and were facing onerous taxes and the realities of life but still had to go to work. It gave people an opportunity to acquire partnerships with companies they normally wouldn't if it wasn't for stock in the stock market. And it allowed these boards to make decisions that was best for everybody and buoyed up everybody from individuals to retirement funds. And that's really why we are the country yeah. we are and Bullseye. Bullseye. since 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 the beginning of of that government has worked tirelessly to backdoor nationalize these companies through ridiculous regulations and i think arguably the greatest and most ridiculous regulation this country's ever faced is this nonsense biden administration and their esg agenda and what they've managed to do is put people in very important positions on these boards that didn't buy their way there they were regulated there this is something that would cost a, a, an investor hundreds of millions, tens of millions, and a lot of, a lot of respect by the board to invite them onto the board. But now you have a system where the government can throw on people who have an entirely different agenda than to bring prosperity and wealth to the company and or the shareholders, right? Yeah, but it's not just the government, Sean. It's, you know, it's the, it's the whole ESG cartel. It's yes. private equity groups like BlackRock and Vanguard and uh, State Street and and the duopoly of uh, of proxy uh, firms uh, out there and and it's, it's a global phenomenon you know and it it, it is it is a religion uh, that uh, is pushing uh, more and more to uh, destroy capitalism uh, in 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 the quest for uh, you know a, a carbon free environment uh, and you know and, and the, just one of the things that's going on right now is that uh, ExxonMobil just brought a lawsuit against two companies, two companies that have shares in their company that are trying to uh, get a, a, a ballot thing on the, on the proxy uh, coming up in uh, May uh, that would basically shrink the company. It would, it would change the basic business of Exxon 
in order to make them greener, less, you know, reduce their their carbon footprint even faster, and it would wreck it would wreck the company. Well, you know, it's funny, Robert. I mean, this is the definition of a hostile takeover, and you know, we've been using the wrong phrases it is. because this is hostile because it's against the business plan of the very company that they sit on the board of. And the, you know, when you pay attention to Chicago politics, I'm telling you, Robert, all bad things in this country come from the communist capital of America, and it's Chicago. It's that Saul Alinsky idea of <laughs> infiltration, invasion, yep. takeover, and implosion. This is all it is, and 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 it. it what did the lawsuit, did they just file it, or does it look like they're going to win it? Because the idea that this is even permitted in this country is outrageous to me. Well, look, so the, the, the two, the two uh, ESG-oriented uh, uh, funds are, are, are Juna Capital and something called Follow This. And they, have, <laughs> they, they, they collect, they collect uh, shareholders in Exxon who believe in what they believe in, and then they go, and, and to other companies as well, and they go and they put forward uh, proposals for the, for the proxy, for proxy voting at the shareholder meeting. Uh, and that's what they did. And now, they've done it before at ExxonMobil, but the, they've never been able to get the kind of uh, uh, amount, number of votes to actually get on the, uh, you know, to get anywhere. But, and, and actually, they shouldn't even be able to get this one on the, on the, uh, on the proxy uh, for May, for the May shareholder meeting, uh, Exxon just said, well, we've had enough uh, of this. And, and instead of going to the SEC, which should be the place you would go to protect your company <laughs> from, from, from this kind of radical shareholder proposal, uh, they know that the SEC is run by a you know, progressive. A Democrat. Gary Gensler. Yeah. yeah. And so they've, they've just gone straight to federal court in Texas. Uh, to uh, to block this, and it just happened last week. So well, this is big. News. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty big, and uh, made the made the front page of the Wall Street Journal. And um, uh, you know, so it, you know, this proposal is 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 it's it's more than just a struggle. You know, internal struggle in a company between it and its shareholders. It affects retirees. You know, Exxon being the hugely profitable, enormous company that it is is owned by many, many retirement funds. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and these guys who bring these proxy uh, ballots uh, are basically going to destroy or, you know, kneecap uh, many public uh, retirement funds uh, for, you know, policemen, firemen, first responders. Uh, and that's why a lot of, in a lot of states, really red states, not Democrats, you know, not blue states, yeah, uh, attorneys, attorneys general, and treasurers are throwing ESG out. They're saying you, if you have, if ESG is your philosophy of investing, you cannot uh, be part of our retirement funds. You cannot be uh, public public employee retirement funds. So, Robert, this is. I wanted to have you on last week. By the way, I want. I reached. I wanted to have you on last week because when I saw. What they have been doing to Spirit Airlines and their attempted acquisitions of everything from Frontier to JetBlue, and you look at what Spirit Airlines stock did since seventy dollars uh, a hand, you know, a couple of years ago to where it is today, it's virtually a penny stock. You know, what's get what gets lost in the argument, and I think it's because we have too many government pensions. Because although the firemen and they may lose money, it doesn't matter to them. Their pensions are ironclad. 
they've been legislated into perpetuity, not based on the return on investment, but be, on what people can pay in taxes. But it's me and you and the ordinary American who has maybe reaped the benefits of, of the idea of taking advantage of the philosophy of stocks, but we're the ones who pay the cost for this. So government really isn't incentivized to protect the principles of capitalism. They're more interested in taking away the wealth because, in my opinion, I believe what they've learned is what we witness in Chicago. Once somebody is dependent on the government, they really don't care about the corruption. They get used to it. And they, beca- they, they adopt that Soviet mindset where they think they have an in, and they just want one of those jobs. That's why I think the Democrat Party has been working tirelessly, specifically over the last 25 years, but I think you could argue over the last 40, to destroy the very principles of, of, of what a stock market is, of what a company is, and I think they're very, very close. So what look, is the feedback you're getting on, the, on this case? Uh, well, look, just if I can just emphasize what you just said, uh, the stock market is about freedom. It's about ownership. Both, uh, I think, concepts which are an anathema to the uh, to, to government, really, to to to, to progressive uh, radical left government. Anyway, they, you know, I, I think one of the reasons why uh, the antitrust division of the DOJ and the and the and the Lena Khan of the FTC are so hell bent on blocking every deal they can possibly get in front of is because they don't want, uh, you know, other other uh, you know, centers of power. No. You know, they, they, they want, the government is first and foremost the power, and any, any big company is a, is a threat to that, you know, or a free economy is a threat to, is a threat to that. And so, uh, yes, and so this, this ExxonMobil thing is just, is just another example of it. The uh, JetBlue Spirit uh, case is just another example of, uh, you know, I, someone said to me, it was unintended consequences. Uh, that, uh, no, it's not. It's an intended consequence. Exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's an intended consequence on a, on a multitude of levels when you realize who they're hurting. Spirit Airlines isn't just a company that's made up of millions of investors. What it is is something that was delivering a very valuable product to poor people. You know, it's fascinating people are missing this. Spirit Airlines, Frontier Airlines, JetBlue, these are not what the airlines used to be decades ago. Somebody could go to the airport and fly to a different state or a different part of the world for small money. You can fly in this country state to state on Spirit and JetBlue for 58 bucks, no matter what gas is doing. And the only way they were able to do that is because they were delivering value. They were able to buy their equipment. Something that gets lost in this is after this judgment, Spirit Airlines has sold 40% of its airplanes. And now they lease them back. This is another recipe for disaster. And I think that's what the government is wanting to do. And it's funny because these same bureaucracies that Ginsler is, is in charge of, they let the Sam Bankman Freeds register companies out of the blue in the Bahamas and the rest of it, don't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you're exactly right. The, uh, you know, this, what's going on again with JetBlue and, and uh, Spirit is it would have created, uh, I mean, Still, a smaller, a small airline. Those two are not huge. It's not like American and United. No, they're 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 like eight and nine. That's all they are. Right. So they would emerge. It would have kept the thing afloat, uh, spirit afloat. Uh, they wouldn't have to lay off all those people that they've had to lay off. They wouldn't have to sell all that equipment they've had to sell. And uh, I think ultimately they're probably going to go out of business. Uh, and 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 what for? What for? It, it just makes air travel even more difficult and more expensive to do what they've done. Uh, what the are, government, you know, has done. Are you still involved with politicians? 
What do you mean? Are you still consulting, <laughs> Paulette? You know, I, I mean, are you still consulting? Because here's, <laughs> where I'm going with this is, do you think there's enough so-called representatives that understand the conversation you and I are having and how important this is? Because the only way you can I, rein I, I, in these rogue agencies is through them. I, I, I know a handful of politicians. I really don't work with politicians except to, you know, tell them, you know, about antitrust. I, I, you know, I try to tell them what's going on. I mean, I actually had many conversations with conservatives who were just off the rails, you know, in the last couple of years, you know, supporting Democrat proposals on antitrust. And, uh, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't consult it's them. Like, I just talk no, to them. I know, but I, I know you also have influence and, you know, it's, it's idiocracy. And I'm looking for a ray of light. I mean, I think that from what I can ascertain, there's about six guys that could actually sit in this conversation with us. The rest of them could care less, and they don't understand what they're doing. And by the time they do, the destruction to wealth in this country and the destruction to the principles and the strength, simultaneous strength the government has, I'm still amazed that they were even able to regulate this kind of power where this these groups could come out and pretend to be part of BlackRock. They're not part of BlackRock. They were put there because BlackRock was incentivized to put them there through a cooperation with government, in my opinion. And that's why they don't rail against spending and all the rest of it, do they? No. Uh, and, you, and you talk about the cooperation with government. Uh, you know, I, as you may know from our earlier conversations, I've spent the last couple, three years <clears throat> talking about antitrust and why uh, the government bringing all these cases against business is a bad idea. Why it, it's not about uh, the, the principles of the consumer welfare standard, uh, but it's about government control. And then I sort of realized in the last year or so that, that there is one case I can really get behind, which government will never, ever uh, bring. And that is against the ESG cartel. Uh, you know, the ESG, uh, these comp- the, the, the private companies, the wealth managers, the, uh, you know, and, and the uh, NGOs that uh, make up this ESG cartel are bigger in the trillions and trillions of dollars bigger than OPEC. OPEC is a lemonade stand compared to what these yes. guys are up to. Yeah, because and, they um, want everything. They'll control everything. Right. They want to control everything. And, and, of course, lately, because a lot of us have been speaking out, you've been speaking out, others have been speaking out about it, they, they've retreated. They, their language has retreated. They, you know, he, he, Larry Fink, the CEO of, uh, of uh, BlackRock, doesn't talk about ESG anymore. He has come up with other terms to use. And they've taken all of their, all the stuff they used to say, all the quiet stuff they used to say out loud on the web. <laughs> they've taken that all down. They've taken that all down. Do but they're still out there doing it. You in know? the, I want to say it was the late 90s, maybe early 2000s, I was a, a trader. And I was called to be a, uh, uh, to a meeting that was going to be, they needed market makers, they called them back then. And it was because they were very, very close in passing a, an exchange for carbon tax, carbon trade. Mm-hmm. And they had this, they were going to do it in Chicago, by the way. And they had this entire platform where they were going to have uh, uh, market makers from Chicago and around, around the country and the world eventually that were going to sell permits for pollution and it would be based in chicago the midwest new york and california and they were showing market makers how there was always going to be a condor that could be arbitrage they just needed guys to make markets to be to get the beginning and i asked the question i said well who is actually behind this who owns the exchange i'm chicago mercantile exchange members i see board of trade guys here who owns this so-called new exchange and they said oh it's a group of investors 
I said, well, who? And I, I, I knew the guy, and, and, and it's like, it was at the time, it was like nine guys, seven guys, but two of the guys was Hank Paulson, Republican, <laughs> and, and Al mm-hmm. Gore, and Al Gore's company. Now, that is where they can come on bipartisan fascism because they needed to put that in place. We successfully beat it by a fluke in the Bush, in the Bush years. I don't think we could beat it mm-hmm. in the future. I think if this comes up again, we're going to do what Canada did, and now you'll be able to, rich guys will be able to pollute all they want, and the rest of the Americans will, will, will get exactly what the Marxists want, poverty, right? I'm afraid you might be right. Well, if we beat it, it'll be because people like you are putting up the fight. I really, I, I can't tell you how much I love having you come on. Where can uh, everybody go to watch? And, and, and I don't want to give you credit for your dad's work, but I, I tell you what. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I'm so uh, I don't like the word jealous. I'm so envious that you can at least reflect on conversations you had with him, arguably one of the greatest minds in this arena. So where can they go to keep an eye on you? Well, uh, the antitrust, uh, it's called antitrusteducationproject.org is our website. And on, on Twitter or X or whatever it's called this week, yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's at uh, antitrustedu. Robert Bork, Jr., thank you as always for making time for me. I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. I'd love to come back anytime you want me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Did you know, Squirrel, illegal aliens have been known to fill out voter registration cards. You know what illegal aliens need, don't you, Squirrel? They need Democrats. Oh, yes, indeed. In fact, Democrats, it's, uh, they're, really, they're really raping it in. If you are one of the people that are on welfare, be it corporate or to sustain your actual life through all other kinds of skullduggery. Assemblywoman, and she has put together several proposals, and she's like, $23 does not get people very far. So she is sponsoring legislation that would create a state SNAP benefit, minimum benefit program. No, 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 I think we're going to go with benefit. I think benefit is exactly what it all should be called. If you exist, you get yourself a benefit. Now, how are they going to keep that in place there, Squirrel? We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I That's think the nice thing about having uh, dementia, Every or a president with dementia, a crook with dementia. Every once in a while, he slips and tells you exactly the truth. I remember when Democrats, especially ones with an inner thigh rash, were really worried about voting machines. It was after a documentary called Kill Chain with Harry Hursty that was financed by the DNC. That They didn't like the voting machines, but then they figured out, shh, be quiet. Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. Right. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be, you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and, and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Her research has repeatedly de- demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems all are susceptible to tempering. Even all hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that 
you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. You could easily hack into them. It makes it seem like all these states are doing different things, but in fact, three companies are controlling them. It is the individual voting machines that some pose that pose some of the greatest risks. There are a lot of states that are dealing with antiquated machines. Right. Which are vulnerable to being hacked. Workers were able to easily hack into an electronic voting machine. It was possible to switch votes. Forty three percent of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious security flaws, including. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And nobody blames you. Bill. Alle- nobody. We all More understood why you were American stooping everybody were- else. Uh, Brad, Crystal Lake. Hey, Sean, how you doing? Nice Good, to how are your you? Voice. You too. Calling in regard about that resolution that Israel's going to pass tomorrow, uh, calling for a ceasefire in Chicago. Oh, but what do you think about that? Well, did you see that uh, it was just, what, about an hour and a half ago that uh, three more people were shot, one dead, not far from a high school. Apparently the shooter didn't hear about the ceasefire. Thank you very much, Brad. I appreciate it. Register your weapons. It's these damn guns in the hands of who exactly? Uh, Cream Puff Jim, what are you going to complain about? What Democrat policy are you going to rail against the entire 50 years you voted Democrat? Which one? Wait, 50? You're talking a little bit longer than that, Bill. Yeah. The border... The border, I've never taken, I've never considered Republican bill in my life. The border, (laughs) like, where you voted, they didn't have them. They don't even have Republican ballots in the sewers, your once great city. Go ahead. My late way used to vote for uh, Jimmy Thompson, and I roll my eyes a little bit, but that was it, you know. Did you know this? Although a Republican and although the governor, did you know that he was the parallel parking champion of the Forest Preserve six years in a row? Go ahead. No doubt about it. Anyway, the border. Let's go to the border. All right. They, uh, yeah, this is, I know it's a surgery for everybody, but what kills me is I didn't, uh, Mikey, get a, he got a deal on the table, and they squashed it, and then I don't know where it's at now. But uh, you think he would get some coherent. Uh, Let me ask you a question, because you call what, every day with what's on the news. Do you watch it with the volume on? Are you uh, paying attention at all? No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> what I do is I used yeah. to get a. Yeah, you know, a briefing. I get a briefing from sure. this guy downstairs. Something he, tells me you watch just, it with old Cubs games, <laughs> just so you could hear <laughs> Harry Carey well, talk know, about crackers. The, Chubby, no, yeah. the, the Chubbies aren't my yeah. the, the Chubbies aren't my uh, team. I'm a Sox fan. Thank you very much. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Sox fan. Boy, you're not going to find a lot of teeth at one of those parties. Uh, Mad Mac. Hey, Sean. How many illegal immigrants you think Cream Puff Jim could eat in one sitting? I, oh, I don't think he would eat them. I just want to know how many of them he could fight off to save sharing his, his steak scale, burrito. Huh? I say he could fight off an entire platoon of them, but go ahead. I don't think so. I think he'd lick them and eat them, boy. Oh, boy. He's got to be right. 400 pounds. Hey, listen, you got to get on board, though, with our boy Trump. They're, getting, they're going across the country. They're getting all the state laws in line for voting. They're going to tighten all that stuff up. I'm telling you, our boy is going to win this election. Pray to God he does. Oh, so brother, I, listen, board, have I been supporting him? I mean, I support him. I, that doesn't mean once he's in, I'm not going to argue against some policies. But I, 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 absolutely. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think I'm, I would vote for Nikki Haley? If Nikki Haley was the only one running, I wouldn't vote for him. Here's my question. You think when she has to negotiate with the 7th century barbarian goat casting office, she's going to wear a hijab? Oh, boy, don't say that to Kamala Harris. You get more than you bargained for. Thank you very much. In the meantime, uh, there's been an update in Fulton County, another corrupt Democrat sewer, where it's been revealed that the so-called prosecutor was stooping some two-bit moron lawyer where she gave him 680000 to pretend to be a prosecutor, and he was in the middle of a divorce case. She was going to be brought up to testify. Well, you know what Democrats do and Democrat judges? They squash the problems. This morning, a settlement in a divorce case that many people across the country are watching closely. It involves Nathan Wade, the special prosecutor, and Fulton County's case against former President Donald Trump. Atlanta News First, Rebecca Schramm is live in downtown Atlanta. Rebecca Wade and his estranged wife were supposed to have a court hearing today, but that's not happening. That's right, Brooks. At that hearing in Cobb County, the district attorney here in Fulton County, who is the alleged mistress in this case, was supposed to be at the center of the hearing. But that hearing is not happening now. The judge canceled it because there has apparently been a temporary settlement in that divorce case. So that's how you squash that problem. Now on to the next rigged trial. Will it be the pickle face morphodite in New York? who's all in cahoots with the lawyer, not the one that Trump just lost, the new one where he can't practice business. You see, because that's what's going on here. This is an assault on the American way of business because individuals in this country had the principles to derive their money not from government corruption. Well, a corrupt government doesn't like that because then you start to speak out against it. Then you start to point out the open and notorious corruption. Let's just call it the Chicago budget. Then you get to follow the trail of money And you start to wake up a little bit. So they don't like that. You have to destroy the principles of capitalism. You have to destroy the principles of America when you do that. Because once everybody derives their finances, derives their living and their livelihood from the government, then they make good, willing slaves. This is a formula that's been followed since uh, the very sexually frustrated Karl Marx and his girlfriend, uh, Robert Ingalls, uh, came up with the idea of government supremacy. In the end... More than they wanted freedom, they wanted security. They wanted a comfortable life, and they lost it all. Security, comfort, and freedom. When the Athenians finally wanted not to give to society, but for society to give to them, when the freedom they wished for most was freedom from responsibility, then Athens ceased to be free. So we took the financing from Athens. We just named Operation Spot the Shield, where nobody realized the Persians kicked their ass. I wonder what that's going to look like in the future. One thing's for sure, Lockheed Martin is going to have to call back some people they're laying off. One of Tarrant County's largest employers says it is laying off hundreds of workers. Aerospace company Lockheed Martin cutting about 300 jobs, including 200 or so locally. The company says it's part of a plan to reduce costs. This after reporting profits that beat Wall Street expectations and CEO compensation topping a reported $24 million a year. We had a country that was built on the principles of private property rights, on an emaciated government, on the basis of a republic. Does it look like that anymore? And you're going to tell me that we're going to win an election and it's going to fix things? The bureaucracy is what the problem is. And the bureaucracy is laden with Marxist mafia dimwits. The only good news is they're not real men. I would have to ask 
So you're, you're pretty high up in the government. Yeah, I'm fairly high up. I'm good at keeping secrets. And so I manage two federal agencies, the State Department and USAID. So when you say sec- it's like security... Like- two, two departments this side saddle manages. Two departments. Who ever heard of them? Nobody. You're protecting the networks of the federal agency. Pre- you give all your information to yeah. The I mission is to protect right. yes. information. We, sir, we, we are like the... Boy, pro- I wonder if they could figure out who didn't vote for the Dimwood and Diapers, the most obvious traitor and thief this country's ever had in any office, let alone the presidency. You didn't think I was going to cover this moron Brandon Johnson talking, did you? Gives a rip what that moron has to say. By the way, you get that hairdo at a comedy club? 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hump Day Harris, I don't know what's more funny, Squirrel. You tell me. You've been a judge today, Squirrel. Is it the uh, Marxist moron pretending to be mayor of Chicago? And his 50 policy pirates calling themselves the city council passing a ceasefire in Gaza? Resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Eric Rung is live at City Hall with a preview. Eric. Well, good morning. This isn't the first time city leaders have put forth a resolution like this. It has been delayed, though, in the past. Today's vote is coming after hundreds of CPS students walked out of class yesterday to demand a ceasefire. I think it's so powerful. I think that we are the new generation, and in some years we'll be in power, and we are showing that we are willing to stand up for what's right. You know what that's called, Squirrel? A cell signal. There's a guy there with a ponytail. In the meantime, that was kind of funny, but so in Dalton with their moron misfit mayor. That's kind of funny, too. Then there's the travel. Records show township officials spent more than $67,000 on trips to Portland, Austin, Atlanta, and New York City. Many York of the City. flights were first class. So were the accommodations. And it- you know what's not first class? Dalton. Dalton is not first class at all. In fact, it's not a good place to be. We continue to follow breaking news in Dalton. A massive police response at two locations on Sibley Boulevard. Good afternoon. I'm Dina Bear. And I'm Patrick Elwood. We welcome you in this noon hour. Our Courtney Spinelli live at Sibley near Greenwood Road with more on what she has learned. Courtney. Yeah, good evening to you both. This all still developing out here this morning as we work to learn more details about what led up to everything that happened here. What I can tell you is in that AutoZone parking lot behind us, you can see at least two. couple of Dalton Democrats shooting each other over a parking spot. That's what happened. In the meantime, the, governor, the government in Dalton, ooh, they live high, high on the hog. Atlanta, they stayed at the Four Seasons, costing taxpayers more than $9,000. In New York, the bill came to $13,000 for a stay in Times Square. Nikita Cloud wasn't on those trips, but has been to many meals with Henyard and her cronies, who she says have no qualms about using public money for private enjoyment. Over-the-top meals, lobster, you know, crab legs. She liked the good stuff. Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best in a city where the average earner makes $26,000 a year. Jim in Aurora. Hey, Mr. Thompson. How are you doing? Good, Jim. How are you? I'm doing good. First-time caller, long-time listener. Thank you for that. 
I just wanted to let your uh, listeners know that, um, first of all, I um, I did not take the vaccine. All right. I was fired from my job. All right. I tried to get the uh, Affordable Health Care Act. Yeah. And was declined. So then they transferred me to what they called Medicare. Yeah. And I was declined from Medicare because I owned my own house outright. Oh boy. What are you doing but, being, what are you doing being successful, following the American dream, paying off your debts? What are you crazy? It's not nineteen fifty three anymore. Yeah, I know. But here's the funny thing. They said you can't get health care, however, we'll give you a snap card uh-huh. and a free cell phone. All right. Now, here's what you should do. You should you should put that. You have kids. Do you have any kids? No, unfortunately, I do not. All right. Put that house in trust and rent it out as a halfway house. You'll get seven hundred and fifty dollars a head per week. That's what you do. You got to teach them their own lesson. Go into the books of Tony Resco. You think these Democrat scumbags are the only ones that could play the system? You could do it, Jim. Thank you very much. We wish you the best of luck. In the meantime, I don't know how these rats sleep at night. I really don't. You were with her at these meals. Was government business discussed? No. Henyard and her allies have defended the spending, claiming the trips are for conferences or to help recruit new businesses. Do you know how many new businesses are going into Dalton? Anybody? Anybody? The, the government purpose of any of that travel? Um, no, I really don't. Chris Gonzalez is the- right out in the open. They steal with the lights on. That's how you know they're Democrats. We'll be back in 21 hours to expose more of them.